Doug and Ryan, breakfast in the morning, having lots of fun, eating lots of keto. Ryan's going to run 622 miles, fall down because of an overzealous dog. All the teenage girls are going to laugh at him because Ryan's an old man trying to run. Look at the old man trying to run. Runs 20 miles. What you running from? Ryan, what you running from? Keto breakfast. Doug and Ryan. I like the Ninja Turtles ending. That was the Ninja Turtles. (laughs) And the only reason is I was tattooing a good friend yesterday. His name's Timmy. I love him to death. Uh, And he said, what do you think about the idea if we just did like a turtle mask wrapped around my calf and then the ties in the back so it looks like they're like hanging off my leg? And I said, yeah. Why aren't we doing that right now? So so a little Ninja Turtles action in in my brain. Plus, uh, uh, I have a con friend, like a guy I met at a con. His name is Mike Ruth. He's a really awesome Canadian comic book artist. And um, he's done a lot of, of the variant covers for like the new Ninja Turtles Ronin series. And they're all badass. So for some reason, just in the over overall Doug Zeitgeist has been some Ninja Turtle action. Yeah. Well, which are not as good as the Samurai Pizza Cats. Look them up, but pretty good still. So I uh, realized the other day somebody was, brought this up in a conversation and someday you know i'm gonna be like 90 100 years old and i'm gonna be riddled with dementia i won't remember my name i won't remember my wife and kids names but i will remember every single syllable of the captain planet theme song oh (laughs) okay ninja turtle theme song (laughs) all right here we go (laughs) i'm sorry guys i'm eating and you're gonna have to accept it because i don't give a shit so, all right, just open me the first line of Captain Planet. Go. Captain Planet, he's, he's a hero. Go ahead. Gonna take pollution down to zero. Gonna help us put asunder bad guys who like to. Oh, I don't know. I thought Captain Planet was stupid. I hated it. I hated Captain Planet. We're the Planeteers. I like Whoopi. You can be one too. Cause saving our planet is the thing to do. Looting and polluting is not the way. Hear what Captain Planet has to say. The I, power is yours. I can honestly say in our long tenure of friendship, I've never been more attracted to you than I am <laughs> right now, buddy. I'm going to save a planet, but it ain't the planet you think it is. It's planet (laughs) Anus. Okay, so what about Ninja Turtles? I mean, Raphael's uh, cool but crude. You know, Mm -hmm. Michelangelo, as we all know, is a party dude. Wait, wait, wait. Stop. Pause. Because Timmy brought up a theory, a fan theory about Ninja Turtles. And I'm so glad you brought it up because I would have forgot. So the fan theory is... That Master Splinter, of course, you don't train with weapons when you first start training. That's advanced stuff. Excuse me. Toast. No, just kidding. (laughs) Okay, Um, it's keto toast. So, yeah, it's keto toast. No carbs, guys. It's fine. I can choke and die, but I will not have carbs in my system because of that. Um, Unless, like, asphyxiation makes carbs, like, sugars in the body happen, which it sounds like it probably would. I'm not a doctor. 
I'm not a doctor, but on Facebook, you would assume I'm a doctor, by the way. I talked to real, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, so anyway, he, and, and I got to get this 100% straight. I may have to look it up. But so he said Donatello was uh, the leader, right? So he, Leonardo was the leader. Or Leonardo, I'm sorry. And Leonardo was the smartest and the most pacifist of all, right? Yes. So yeah. he was given katanas, the most deadly of weapons in the entire arsenal because he would be the one that knew how to restrain from using a deadly weapon. Then there was Donatello with, um, with the bow staff, and he was the smart, right-brained, um, non-creative, just logical thinker, and he has literally the only weapon that you can only use create. There is no form structure outside of long distance, but once you start fighting, you have to be creative with a bow staff or you're not, you're not going. Then there's Michelangelo, who is literally walking ADHD, who couldn't concentrate on anything in a second, literally uses the most in, insanely complicated weapon to use, not just in a fight, but just standing there and Google nunchucks and see how many balls have been tapped on accident by the user. So, Donna, so to bring Michelangelo to focus, he has a weapon that if he doesn't focus, it will literally hurt him. Um, and then there's, there's Raphael, uh, uh, who has who has the size, which are uh, I don't remember what Timmy said, but it, it seemed that was the the one where I'm in. I don't know. Amphibious uh, road. Uh, legally, they're dude. But anyway, I was very into him, and I'll have to look it up. I get the iPad out and look it up. But what Raphael was, but I thought that was interesting that like Leonardo would be the only one who would use restraint because he knew those weapons would kill. And Donatello isn't a creative, so he would have to be creative when fighting. And it's just a really good theory. Hold on, I got to look up Raphael because it was all good points. And I was like, man, I never thought about that. I just would have went, I don't know. Those all look cool. Yeah. Like I, I tried to use a, a, a bastard sword and uh, it looks stupid. So he got a katana. Bastard. What do you want? <laughs> bastard. I know. I love, I love saying bastard. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look up. Do you remember uh, in the comics, uh, Raphael was always in shadow. What was up was always that? in shadow. What's up with that, man? <laughs> I would assume it's probably like if you broke them down, they're also like like the simplest basis of emotion, like in in any given day. So of course, Raphael is is grumpiness, aka you know adult onset depression, because he's going, "I'm a fucking giant turtle, yeah, man." Fine. And like everybody, like Michelangelo is like, "Oh, pizza's great," and Raph's just like, "Dude, we got three fingers, dog. We're turtles, man." <laughs> Like we they can't just go into a shop. They are large. They're very large. April was happy, so we're oh, all good. Oh no! Oh, because goodness. of the protection she got from the firm hands, right? Yeah, God. yeah, from the foot gang. <laughs> <laughs> all right, weapon. Wait, which one was it? The foot was which one was Daredevil? Was foot hand or foot? Uh, no, the Foot Clan is. Turtles, Daredevil yeah. is the, the which also guys, let's they're all based I know on. everybody probably knows this, but like according to like canon, the Ninja Turtles were created as mutants because of the, the liquid that blinded Daredevil. Oh, right? Did know. you know that? No, I had no idea. So the idea was the the ooze is the same chemical that blinded Daredevil, and in the scene where Daredevil gets blind, it runs into the sewers and we get mutated turtles and stuff but that's why daredevil fought the hand and yep. the turtles fought the foot because they were underground and lower so hand foot now we just need the mouth and you got a full disease that's krang <laughs> aka modok <Krang. Modoc. laughs> 
You know, it's funny because everybody's talking about this new series of uh, or new phase of the Avengers movies and talking about how like the new Thanos is this guy Krang, Kang, Kang the Conqueror, and I'm like from the turtles, like from the, the brain. No. <laughs> no, it's it's a weird jump, but in the Marvel <laughs> universe, are you know, Kang is he's like he's like um, Thanos Extreme. Yeah. Uh, to sum it up for super nerds out there, uh, Thanos is Sauron. And, yeah. and Kang is Morgoth. Morgoth. Like, yeah. that's where we're at in, yeah. in the realm of how powerful this new... But can I just say, and this is going to hurt my soul a little bit to say... Oh, uh, here we go. I'm fucking over it, dude. Uh, I'm over it. And I'm not over great good stories, but man, does it feel like we're just popping out carbon copies of the last Marvel movie. And it's fun and good, but come on. Marvel literally has hundreds of thousands of characters they don't use. Let's use them. Let's just, let's move on. Like, it's, it, I would be like this about Star Wars if we had not decades in between all of this. If all this shit came out back to back to back to back to back, I would have the same feeling about Star Wars. Because the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so smushed into this Kevin Feige timeline, I'm a little over it because it's all uh, action, action, happy-go-lucky, action, action, little sad, happy-go-lucky, happy And like... You know, when you watch programs like The Boys or or these other superhero programs that take a more serious kind of humanistic lean, and then you go back and watch, I'm like, this could have been X-Men 90s cartoon, guys. Like, we don't need $200 million movies. You could tell these stories in, like, 20-minute segments mm-hmm. on a cartoon, and everybody would be just as happy. They would, they would do justice. I guarantee it. But, man, I can't do two-and-a-half-hour Marvel movies anymore. I can't do it. And I've tried, man. I've tried so many times to watch um, um, Dr. Weird and in the mouth of marginal madness or whatever, and I can't fucking do it. Why did you Shut- throw a mouth in there? Sun Tzu. Yeah. I can't. What's that? Why did you throw a mouth in there? What the mouth? Mouth, mouth, mouth of madness. I, don't know. <laughs> I was using alliteration. I thought a writer would appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I do. I just thrown off you by big that. dorky dumb dickhead <laughs> look at that hey, yeah, that was good. <laughs> hey, hey listen like... you be proud of me i've been writing a ton oh, now yeah? mind you they're poems and it's for a kid's book i'm working on but i have had thesaurus.com open on my phone so i go what's another word for small and they're like <laughs> insignificant i'm like fuck yeah kids know that word that's a lot of syllables a lot of them <laughs> Hey, you know what's cool? Uh, when when you're when you're ready to like send out drafts of that book, you know, I'll I'll read them for you. I'll, no, hell, I'll, I was gonna send I'd them to you to yesterday. I'd love to read it. You know? Yeah. I mean, if my friends ever wrote something and wanted me to read it and critique it for them, then I would. You know, I just I'd be there for them. You know? I'm gonna chew loudly to annoy you real quick. <laughs> <laughs> what I think you don't understand is I didn't rewrite the fucking Bible, asshole. <laughs> This will take you 32 seconds to read everything I've written so far. There's 25 poems. Oh, boy. You're like, hey, Doug, read this life story about a guy I made up. And you know I have four kids whose lives I'm trying to make up. And this is what I'll promise you. I will read it. (laughs) I'm going to this week. Instead of waking up and doing like my normal, because I read the news, I will read a chapter, try to read a chapter. I've heard all of this before. Okay. Well, I'm a liar, so why do you even believe me? Why are we even friends? I quit. I'm out. Hey, 
By the way, uh, that's a horrible noise. By the way, what was I going to say? So yeah, you were you were talking about you were talking about me. You heard the story of me getting knocked over and people laughing at me. Oh, I know everything. You made a song about it. I am. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, but I'm very creative. Our listeners, you you lack knowledge in how creative I am all the time. As you drink some made mug, I see. I didn't make this one, but oh. I would have made it. I could have made it. Somebody this made porcelain it. was hewn from the creek in my backyard, though. I don't know where porcelain comes from. I have no idea. That was clay. It was clay. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. people always assume I just turn on like this for like, like, like this show, or like I I hang out with people who stream sometimes, and like sometimes people go. Oh, you're really putting it on, and I go. I don't think you understand that this is not a this is not for attention or a put on. I act like this when no one's around. <laughs> it's a matter of it's a matter of how much is it is it normally suppressed, not how much is it turned on. Yeah, that's more that's more when I'm like when there's when there's not a deluge of Doug. There's yeah. something in, incorrect going on. Same way, like uh, I'm like in a meeting at work, and like I just have like <laughs> stupid jokes to make about <laughs> everything. But I'm just literally sitting on my hands, just yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you just want to chime in every once in a while. Go, your fucking mother, right, guys? Right? And everybody's like, <laughs> and you're just like, I don't, I don't know. I uh, I like Star Trek, guys. All right, Nanu Nanu. We'll see you later. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, anyway, sometimes describe is cool but rude. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, crude. Oh, uh, when Optimus taken for Dagger side carry more far passive history. Oh, once used by Long. Uh, hold on. So it says according to the theory, Splinter taught Raphael to use the twin side to teach him patience, discipline, and a less extreme methods when fighting. Lessons the hot-headed reptile. Are are turtles reptiles? I know they can give you salmonella poisoning. That so is they the, could also be chickens. They were not 100%. They could. That's <laughs> okay. all I know about turtles. All right. So rep chickens or cheptiles. They could be cheptiles. Uh, they, <laughs> they do yeah. have beaks. They seem like they have beaks. They do, yeah. And that stupid, um, I don't know, what's the Jerry Bruckheimer turtles one? They kind of had beaks. Remember when they were like, you know what we'll do is we'll... We'll take any aspect of like turtleness except for the shell out of the look. I hate, I, listen, that movie would have been fine if they just had snouts. Anyway, so that's what it was is that right there. Because size are dull and not I, bladed, they're if, a weapon of patience and, and defense. So he would have to use them to defend his friends, which a hothead does not normally do. So see, it's, it's all very cool. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go link that right now while we're here to the, uh, to the uh, Facebook page. The old Facebook page. I didn't. I didn't even think about the fact that we could like have a control center when we talk about shit. I could, while we're chit chatting, look it up and just add it to our Facebook page. Weird that you would do things like that. I know, especially because I try to do so much shit and I never get anything done ever. So there you go. Anyway, how you been? I've, I've been good, except for the fall that I took. Uh, I yeah, my dog pulled me over on a run and uh, in front of people. And you know, I feel like old... you're skipping over all the good parts. <laughs> well, there's I feel the like old... normally long-winded Ryan Collins is being very short-winded, and I'd love well, to hear all running, of the details. Running, I've been running uh, for about ten years now, and uh, and I've never had I've had one injury, uh, and that was when I was first starting out. And other than that, I've not had any falls or any you know 
injuries or anything like that, right? Yeah. So anyway, I was out running last Friday and uh, I was at the park and my dog was very excited because it was his first time out that week. We normally, when the weather's warmer, we take him just about every day. We take him on a run. But this was his first time out for the week and I didn't know this. Of course, he knew it because I'm not a dog. He's a dog. I didn't know this, but there was a, uh, a dog downwind of us, a dog walker. And he was very excited for being out. And then he got the scent of the other dog. And he's like, I want to make a new best friend. So he's pulling. <laughs> and I have a theory. Like, Katie does all this stuff to control his pulling. Like, she does all these, like, leash techniques and all this stuff like that to keep him from pulling uh, too bad. I just yeah. run with him. Like, I'm like, he's going to burn himself out. So I just run with him. He's a big dog. And he's very energetic. He's a very good running dog. But... I can keep up with him when he's at full blast because he normally only runs about a tenth of a mile when he's at full blast, right? So I, I, you know, I just take advantage of that. I just run with him until he gets sick of pulling. Yeah. Well, he didn't quit. It was like a quarter of a mile, and he's just still like going full blast. And I'm starting to get, I'm starting to feel it a little bit. I'm like, I might be in trouble here because I'm running very fast. And and I I'm doing it for a long time. So then I see after about a quarter of a mile, we like come around a bend, and I see that he's this dog that he's sniffed the whole time, and it's just stopped there on the side of the trail. So now he sees it, like he's even more excited. So he he comes some speed, and then a, a little ways past the dog walker is a teenage girl on a skateboard <laughs> coming the other way. <clears throat> Oh, I so mean, anyway. she's on a skateboard. She's already living her coolest possible life. Oh, yeah, she's already being great, right? So she's anyway. a girl, so already Ryan Collins is a little nervous, even if she's just a teenager, because girls have never really been in his... Excuse me, it was a Friday afternoon. Like, she should have been in school, but whatever. So, like, we're running, <laughs> right? And I do the, the calculus in my head, and I realize, okay, if I go into the skateboarder girl's lane, I will pass the dog walker and then have enough time to get back over before I'm in the girl's way. Yes. So I blast past the, the dog walker who stands still when he sees this man and the dog charging towards him. So he stands still, right, and <laughs> releases his dog. And then I go past him and I cut over like way too far into the other lane. And see, my dog, he psychs me out at this point because he like he's running forward, but he's looking back at the dog that was that that they just passed, and he slows up just ever so slightly. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> he's he's giving it up. We've passed the dog. He's giving it up. So I just I just let off the gas just a little bit, and then that's when he catches sight of the girl on skateboard, which, as we all know, dogs hate anything on wheels, especially yeah. my dog. So he <laughs> cuts across me at just the right time where I'm like in between the step, and I just I know there's at this point I like I'm like there's nothing that can be done. Uh, but he was nice enough. He was nice enough to jerk me back out of the grass onto the blacktop. Oh, good. <laughs> when I hit the ground, I slid a little bit and then like tumbled over twice. And uh, and then my watch, which is tracking my run, calls out and it's like a pausing workout because obviously. <laughs> Thank uh, you for that, Siri. Yes, I appreciate that. Uh, but it tells me, uh, because it pauses as soon as I hit the ground, I realized that uh, at the time I hit the ground, I was going roughly 10 miles per hour. So I hit the ground pretty hard. And then, as we all know, uh, a, a great way to tell if you're considered old or young by people is if you fall in front of them and they rush to help you, 
then you are, they think you're old, right? Yes. If they laugh, they think you're young. So luckily I'm still considered young by that teenage because, girl because she laughed. First <laughs> off, your, your, your variables are off because your control subject is a teenage girl. <laughs> I think you could have been fucking Master Yoda tripping over a dog and she would have laughed. Yes. I think you could have been a baby smashing its face <laughs> on the concrete and she would have like, that baby just smashed its stupid face. A fucking dog walker saw all this. Ha- he was within, I mean, he could have said, hey, you okay? He didn't nah. say it. He just, homie, you live in a capitalist society. He's on the job, man. He can't just stop what he's doing to look at you. It's not he, his fault. If he's laughing, he could say, he could squirt out, you know, are you okay? But no, none of that. He just walked Not away. even like, bruh. Like even a bruh? Like a questioning bruh? Nothing? And I just sat there on the cold, frozen ground for a while. And my dog talk about the science behind. Why'd you stop? He's like, he's very confused. He's like, let's go. Let's go. Come on. Can we talk about the science behind like 35 plus the the amount of time to get up from a fall? Like (laughs) like a a thousand times the pre 35 era. Like I remember I like skateboarding up into like 30. I was okay. Sometimes. But I remember I was outside and I was just messing around. I think I gave a board to Ether or something and I was doing ollies and like stuff I, I've been able to do for years. And at some point I must have hit a little rock, bam, fell, and I didn't hit hard. I landed kind of in grass and it still took me a good eight minutes. You're like, I'm just going to think about this for a little and while. And you know what I did? I picked up the skateboard, I put it to the side, I sat on the porch and watched the kids work because I was yeah. over it. It took so long to get up, dude. Think about this for a long time. So then I finished the run, right? I finished yeah, the of run. Course. Like, okay, th- I'm I'm bleeding, right? <laughs> the side, side they hit the ground is like, <laughs> so I'm bleeding in various places. But my main thing was the shoulder because I hit. That's where I hit most, right? Ah, uh. hit the shoulder. And but anyway, I finished the run. I'm like, okay. But it, uh, fast forward about six hours later. <laughs> <And> <laughs> And I'm like, I think I've shattered everything on the side of my body. Like, it was just like, I went to go, like, put my pants on. Like, I went to pull my pants up and, like, <laughs> and I, like I couldn't do it. <laughs> like, I, I did that thing where you're like, <gasps> you know, you get that kind yeah. of pain. <laughs> it's just shot everywhere. And I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> and later we had to go to this event they were having at the school. And we had to bring, like, uh, our own chairs. They were having, like, a movie night in the auditorium. Yeah was super fun by the way like i did not expect it to be fun and it was super fun but anyway we went in and we had these little camping chairs you know the camping chairs they have the little sleeves on them yeah yeah <laughs> i was trying to put the sleeve back on the chair and like i went ah like in the auditorium and it's of course echoing throughout the auditorium and katie <laughs> talks to me and she says you know what <laughs> i'll take over from here <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, please regale us more in embarrassing stories of Ryan because, man, is it giving me a level of boostiness. You know, I tried to milk that for sympathy. I got none. Like, nobody cared. They were like, yeah, you fell. Who? Just get over it. Can you make us dinner? <laughs> I could if my arms worked. Like, I guess with one arm. But anyway. So, yeah, that hurt a lot. Um, a lot. I Sounds still, like it. I, I'm still, I didn't break anything. I ended up not breaking anything. But I, <laughs> I still... Uh, will occasionally be reminded. Uh, like, I'll try to lift myself up with my elbows, and, you know, it's like, uh, oh, no, don't do that ever again. Like, it, you know, I still get reminded. You know, I get yeah. a little thing, and I probably broke my collarbone. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Not your kids. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Not the dog, certainly. He doesn't give a shit. Couldn't care. What a butthole. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. 
Are you but sure? uh, yeah, so it's funny that you mentioned girls on skateboards because, uh, or at least somebody mentioned it. I don't know, but uh, you should be happy to know that I finally started watching Stranger Things. <gasps> Did I you? It, I made it through all of season two, and yeah, it's pretty good. You guys were <gasps> right. Yeah, uh, we were right. What do you mean? Of course we were right. <laughs> but yeah, Max on the skateboard. She's pretty cool. Oh uh, wait, you're that you're to Max already? She's season two. I mean, I watched like the first half of the of the first episode of season three, and she's still in it. So you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's like, I guess we haven't talked in a, in a little bit. So, and do you love it? Yeah, it's real good. It's super good. Um, like all the D and D stuff, and yeah. And unapologetically D and D, and not in a contrite or shitty way. Yeah. Those kids are just having fun playing D and D, and it's really awesome. But and it makes me know, happy. There's the two kids in that show. I just feel so bad for them. Like, goddamn! Like, how much trauma can Will and Eleven go through? I know. Jesus. <laughs> I know. And what's funny is like we a lot of the emphasis is on the other people who are doing work to get to help them. But what we don't realize is, like, Will was literally trapped in a purgish, like, hell. Yeah. Like, he was trapped in that scary environment where guys had machine guns and hazmat suits. Yeah. And then they're like, go be okay, buddy. You're good. And then just moved to a different town. By a giant shadow monster. Like, no big deal. I just tried to kill my mom and everybody else. Yeah. No big deal. deal. Also, like, you're a little hooper. sister burned me with a... (laughs) <laughs> a iron, you know, to get the monster out of me because I was killing my mom. But you know, that's fine. Yeah. I'll go to school next next week. Also, justice for Barb, right? Are you yeah. on Team Barb? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, okay. I remember when the when the show first came out. I remember there were memes about like a lot of Barb memes about how like you know what about Barb and nobody cares about Barb and all that stuff. Yeah. But, the, but then I'm watching it. Right. Nancy's whole story the first season is Barb. Barb, like yeah. her whole story is like I gotta find Barb, but yeah, but, it's almost uh, like the the writers. Oh, go ahead. Well, but but then of course a friend of mine pointed out that uh, yeah, but you know Will went missing and there was like several days of community wide search parties and Barb goes missing. They're like, eh, she'll turn up. <laughs> well, there's a there's a there's a mild and slight difference. Yeah, well, she yeah they they found her car at the bus stop and it looked like she it looked like she had disappeared and so. Also, I think that that Will came from a family that he was underprivileged, and I think the community was like, "Well, this poor kid's already got a crazy mom," and like, yeah. you know what I mean. So I'm just saying. Also, it's such good writing, and Hooper is the best. Or Hopper's the best. I love him so much. Gain a little so, weight in season three. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I think hopefully tonight we might. Uh, David, what's his name? The guy who plays Hopper. Uh, announced that he really just wants to be like a combat comedic action movie star. Like that's his dream. And, and on Peacock, I think they did just release his first real comedy action and it's called silent night. And all I know is, is it's him in a Santa Claus outfit, like John McClane dirty, but with a big ax. Yeah. So I'm going to watch the shit out of that. I think it's by the guys that did John wick. Listen, I didn't ride the John wick train. I did not. And me and my wife watched John Wick, and I'm sad that it took me so long. And can I tell you why? And this sounds like an old guy thing, but I'm very, like, I'm getting into meditation. I'm getting into a lot of Buddhist theory of living the now, 
what is the big saying? Oh, uh, uh, expect nothing, accept anything kind of deal. I'm very for it. I don't yeah. want to yuck yums. I don't give a shit. Believe what you want. I just want everybody to do what they want and not hurt other people and, 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 and all of that. But I will say that I was like, eh, it's an action movie. It's great. I love Keanu Reeves. But man, I watched it. And there's something as simple as a guy's wife died. Somebody named Alfie killed the wrong dog. Yes. And that was it. We don't need to know why he's a badass. We don't need to know his background in spy training or espionage or war. Just know at the very beginning, they found out whose dog was killed and everybody shut up yeah. like a record scratch happened. And that's it. It took four minutes to set up John Wick's character. Yeah. We are going to be four movies in on that precedent on the precedent that they killed the wrong person's dog. Yeah. That's it. And I never once in that trilogy that I've watched so far questioned the John Wick's abilities. Yeah. Not so, once did I yeah. question he could do those things. So like, uh, I believe the, the scene, like right at the beginning, they sell really, I would argue they sell his whole backstory with one word. And that is after the Russian mob boss's son, Alfie, you know, he gets, he gets embarrassed by, by John Wick. Dude's whole uh, life is getting embarrassed. Got his wiener or, cut uh, off. He, well, he, he's getting him. He, he got embarrassed at the, at the chop shop. Yes. Right. John Leguizamo embarrasses him at the chop shop. So Johnny Legs, who I love, by the way, go you, ahead. You, you think what's going to happen, the way the story normally goes is the mob boss's dad is going to take revenge on John Leguizamo because he's, that's the boss's son. You don't mess with the boss's son. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and Jen, and John, John's like, uh, well, no, uh, it was John Wick's car. And the, and the mob boss's dad goes, oh. And at that point, you know everything you need to know need about John Wick. Like, because the mob boss is like, all right, you're good. Thank you for taking care of that. Um, this is a bigger problem now. Like he, all that stuff. He doesn't say, well, now you're a dead man and do all these like threats or whatever. He's like, oh, well, then I appreciate you showing restraint. Right. And then like that goes on. So that one word that oh tells oh. all of John tells us all we need to know about John Wick. Yep. And then the rest of it is just a video game. He's even got coins. Oh, yeah. A like, thousand percent. It's, it's yeah, totally it's a thousand. It, but what it sums up is what they did in the 80s where they went, man, people just want to go out and 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 I think they're they're hard. To, and I think uh, Maverick, the new Top Gun, did this, too, where they go. People like, especially like post COVID, even people who don't believe in COVID still mentally have, have deteriorated in a, in a direction that we, as a society have not, I mean, I'm sure we have, but we didn't have record of it. You know what I mean? I'm sure the black plague, there wasn't a lot of people going, I mean, it's not so bad, you know? So, but had they had phones to record it, it'd have been people coughing going, I don't know. Grandma's gone. My kids are dead, but they brought the body burners in, but I'm still here in a dead town. You know what I mean? So, but I feel like, I feel like they're, we're getting some movies that are going back to that simple, you don't need to learn. And listen, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan, so don't, uh, world building, I'm for all of, give me everything. But sometimes I do just want to sit down and go, oh, they killed that fucking guy's dog and he ain't happy. And then I want to watch eight hours of that guy being fucking unhappy. And he was yeah. unhappy. And when you couple that with not only great actors... Uh, from uh, from the uh, from the concierge, who I always forget that actor's name, but he's been in a million things. He was in The Wire. He was the captain of The Wire, and I fucking oh, yeah. love him. Forget Reddick. his name. Yeah, Reddick. Reddick, yes. Fucking Reddick. love him so much. Awesome. Ian McShane, who is a god among men when it comes to, like, good 
just delivery and dialogue. That man, he was great in um, American Gods. He played Odin, Mr. Wednesday. Uh, uh, he was in Game of Thrones for like an off, just one off character for one episode. Um, he's fucking Blackbeard. He's so good. But when you have all these amazing people who are doing this essentially, and you can back me up here, really dumb story. Guy, oh, yeah. amazing hitman whose wife dies. He's a little sad. They kill his dog. He fucks the world. Like, it's such a dumb premise. But when you put everybody creatively together and go, guys, this is fun, but let's just take it all serious. So that literally everybody in the show, they're not in a comedy universe where he's like smacking people with guns and then catching the gun off their head and shooting somebody else with it. That's not the world they live in. That's serious shit. He's going to kill everybody and everybody knows he's going to. So when you have everybody take this fun project and then take it seriously, it comes out of me. You have art. That, those movies are art and it's based on a dumb premise and it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm really sad it took me so long to like get on the John Wick train. And I wasn't even like, this is all popular and I hate it. I just, it was like, I'm not in the mood for like actiony shit. Yeah, and I'm a little sad. Yeah. But, so, hold on, pause the though. In the sadness, I'm very happy because I was able to binge the first three while all you fucks had to wait years and years for them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, so like the second the first one ended, we are five minutes later and John Wick's trying to have that hour of like, and I was like, I could, waiting three years to watch this? Fuck that noise. And you're talking about what the first one is 12 years ago, 14 years ago. Yeah. And now we got a fourth one coming out this year. And I had to wait. Let's see. I don't have an Apple watch, but I think a month and a half. <laughs> well, it would pause your workout for you if, if you did. So there you go. Oh, I was going to make a joke that, that your Siri was D1. That was a, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, that's, 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 sorry, that was a sizzle flame. Yeah. Uh, sir, dog, made you fall over, sir. The workout is paused. Would the you like me to call an emergency? <laughs> sir, the prepubescent girl is laughing at you. <laughs> you know, I think you could do that. You could, <laughs> you could make a D1CK Siri. Oh, I, I would. Here's what I want to do. I want to carry my GoXLR around and then people just pay me. To, to talk, like to just do improv as D1 all the time. Now, I saw an ad for some kind of like program that you can like take a picture of text and it will read the text to you or something like that. Yes. Um, and Snoop Dogg does a voice. Yes. For it, so you can have Snoop Dogg read to you. Uh, you could do that with D1CK. You could just have love D1CK. It. I'm going to read your book and record <laughs> as D1's D1 voice with, with, uh, like, with editor commentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. That's the best. Yeah. So, yeah. So, John Wick, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's very new, and you guys would really, really like yeah. it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, my one gripe about it was that in the second and third one, like, it really just sort of, be, it, it was no longer about this guy and his dog. Like, it was about all the rules, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Like, it sort of became about the world rather than, than know, John Wick. But, but. but I think, though, in, in that aspect, the world building and the rules had to happen to make, like, like I pointed out the Sherry at, during the second one when they bust through that window and then all of a sudden they're in the hotel. When I first saw the hotel in the, in this, or is that the, I think it's the first one, actually. They bust through when he, like, before he kills uh, uh, Theon Greyjoy in the head uh, in the hotel. Um, I hated, the only thing I hated, I love the aspect of the hotel, but man, the lobby's like Vegas-like wallpaper was fucking atrocious. And it, to me, was an eyesore 
but it was like in a different country and there's always like weird little cultural changes. But I've realized that they did that because when they crashed through that window into the lobby of the hotel, they wanted you to instantly know that this fight has gone on neutral territory and they could not continue it. And the easiest way to do that without somebody going, oh my God, they crashed through the window into the lobby of the hotel they're not allowed to fight in was to have a, a visual a, a, a effect. And that visual effect was that atrocious. So the second they busted that window, I looked at Sharon and I go, oh my God, they're already in the hotel. And she goes, oh, because of that. And I go, that's little creative genius shit. I love context when people do it well. And that's what movies are. And that's what we Story keep time. getting away from is storytelling, not just with, with words and dialogue, but also just visually. And that movie visually, every gunshot was purposeful. And let's talk about the fact that John Wick is a primo assassin. He knows what he's doing. He didn't need to shoot anybody more than once. He wanted to shoot all of those people <laughs> more than once. So, like, the fact that he's blowing through ammo is because he's not trying to conserve. He wants these people to hurt. That's why he does chest, chest, head, because he wants that little bit of suffering before he puts them out. But he also doesn't want them to get up, chest, chest, head. It's so good. Leg, leg. Wait for a second. That hurt. Head. It's a beautiful. And it's a great, it's a great movie. It's yeah, a great man. series of oh, movies. Yeah. And uh, uh, the kid who, who shot the dog is, is Theon Gray. His name's Alfie. Yeah. He's a phenomenal actor. He's Theon Greyjoy. And that poor guy is a phenomenal actor who just gets roles where all of his characters make horrible constantly horrible choices yes and it's his fault because he looks that way and he's a great actor but he just looks like a guy that makes poor choices so that it's everyone will hate him because he looks that way that's it's a not what i mean it's yeah. genetics really but but he wears his face and decided to act so it's on him really <laughs> so i gave you an assignment uh since we've been so late in, in the new year of yes. having an episode i i'm wondering if you followed through with that assignment so we could talk about that you give me so many assignments, I couldn't possibly keep track of which ones not to do at any well, given time. I, look, I'll just say this, maybe to remind you. I think that Warwick Davis is a national treasure. Not even though he's British. I think. Listen, you know, I know, I know. You're going to talk to me about it. But let me, okay, let's start from the beginning. Because Willow, to me, kind of started my love of like good action fantasy stories. Because I think Willow, at the time perfectly addressed what a D&D campaign is and not in like here's a fighter and a mage and here's an unknown un unwarranted hero no I mean the way people acted the shit Mar Mad Mardigan said that seemed a little out of character was because it was like guys like you and me trying to be a, a swashbuckling sword swinger like that's what we that's what it was about so like yeah. when he swings a sword and falls it's because he failed his fucking saving throw like he failed his <laughs> dexterous check because he goes and yeah. after I kill him I want to swipe my sword and every DM in the world goes you don't want to swing your sword like he goes. No, I do. I'm going to catch it and put it in my in my in my scabbard. So the DM goes, "We'll roll dexterity," and he rolled it. One. And this is second ed two two D or two D uh, AD and D. Um, so like, like you're going to fail your saving throw, so you fall. Like that's what <laughs> happened. So like when you break it down, that's why I think I loved Willow so much. Is it felt like not just a campaign, but also like every once in a while, the people like even Finn Rizel would like in the middle of like. Trying to turn people not in pigs is like fucking cracking jokes about I am a beautiful salter. The Mad Mario's like fucking change her. Because do do dopey dudes want to sleep with hot house chicks even in that's story. Willow. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's a very D and like a live action D and D yeah. campaign. And then um, more Willow's trying to turn her back into a human and yeah. he goes through so many things. He just doesn't. Yeah, lock, doesn't, he fails his check. 
Block one, block two, block Lornan. Uh, <laughs> wrong movie. Anyway, so that being said, I have to apologize because um, I fucking have too many kids, dude. And I did my homework, dickhead, and I watched every episode. And I can talk about anything you want to talk about when it comes to the Willow series. Let's go. Oh, all right. I thought you were going to say. Watch, for, the, for the love of a Lord, man. I was, man, and I I was getting ready to say, you can watch Willow with your kids. Like, no, no, watch specifically. It. Yeah. No, I'm not going to sully Willow by making those idiots <laughs> watch it with me. They don't appreciate anything. Yeah, uh, uh, Finn did like John Wick. He liked the hell out of John Wick. Oh well, that's not exactly a kid movie, but that's in, cool. I mean, look, I'm know. a little over boobs and violence and all that. I'm just like, look, he want they see it all the time. No, I mean just in like we've been watching The Last of Us, and we did let him watch Squid Game, mm. and I know that seems crazy, but man, when you watch like a like a really gory like a Last of Us. Or, or like, and he watched Stranger Things. When you compare the gore in Stranger Things, like the icker and the violence in Stranger Things, Squid Game comes off very, cart like the blood is very red and cartoony. It comes off video game action instead of like, I remember watching the first time going, fuck. And then with watching with him, we did like stop. There was like, there's a weird sex scene in the bathroom in Squid Game that was like, oh, and then yeah. and there was a, you should watch Squid Game because it's, it's really good. But, uh, so uh so we let him watch John Wick and that the violence is just as video game as can be so I'm not for but when it comes to Willow that has my heart and soul and I don't want it sullied by like children I don't I don't need <laughs> I don't need condensation from someone who thinks they're above it so not just Finn but like in general just kids like yeah. poo poo things and I don't need Willow poo pooed that being said I can't poo poo that show I think no. they did a phenomenal job fantastic. of keeping in character the campiness was where it needed to be. Uh, I believe... Mormon, uh, wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> I love them all. They, uh, they yeah. did, the characters were so well-driven. And, and, like, and, and I think Wheel of Power definitely could have waited and watched Willow and went, oh, yeah. oh, this is how you tell like a story with love and with interest and not just an A to B character divulging bullshit. So... Well, was, see... You, we were talking about John Wick and about how, like, in the sequels, it becomes more about the world. And I think a lot of fantasy books and movies have that. I, I know it's sort of, like, built into the genre where it just sort of becomes, like, an excuse to tell you about the world and the magic system and all this kind of stuff. And that, and and Willow never falls into that trap. Because nope. it's like, yeah, the world's there. But just like in Star Trek where, like, you know, Gene Roddenberry was like... Uh, no character is going to stop and tell you how a phaser works because right. in a western, no cowboy stops and tells you how a six shooter works. Like it's just they just it just works, world, right? So like a mudmander shows up and nobody says, "Oh, well, let me tell you about the how mudman." They're just like, "Oh, it's a mudmander." Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Like and it's up to us to sort of like either take it or not. Oh my god, it's coming! Oh, I lost it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Nope, I lost it. I was going to sneeze, and I paused, or I muted myself and everything because it was going to be loud. Oh, it's just trapped. Now my head's going to explode like scanners. Like, anyway. But um, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And here's... Fall into that trap, and, and, but, uh, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to, I was going to uh, amend, or not even amend, I was going to uh, uh, add to what you're saying, in that stop expecting everything to be explained to you. Just accept that in this world, which is not our world, and not just Willow, but every movie ever is not Earth. It's one of the billions of Earths that exist on multiple timelines. So, like, if something happens that you go, well, he couldn't possibly, but there he can. Even if it's not explainable, even if you don't understand it, there 
John Wick does what John Wick does. In real life, John Wick's dead in the first two minutes of that movie because nobody can take on everybody at once. They can't do it. They just physically can't. He would be dead. Bullets hurt even John Wick. He would just run away. Like, or he would run away. That's just it. So, yeah. so like that, I'm I'm a big fan of like worlds that set up things where you go, yeah, they set up a world where those things happen and we should. But now I'm even more to just, okay, well, they don't even have to tell me why John Wick can do those things. So like, and I think that's a D&D aspect because when the, when the DM goes, now your harmonica is glowing and you accidentally casted magic out of it. No character in D&D ever has went, well, that doesn't make sense, so I'm not going to use it. They go, fucking A, I'm going to shoot everything with my harmonica that I see. You know, there's a lizard, harmonica Like, yeah. eh, that's what's going to... So, like, when he goes, I don't know, I held my flute up and it did shit. You go, yeah, because it's magic, and we don't know what magic is. So that's what it does. I always hearken back, to, I think it was a Doctor Who episode where, there, where he was in a world where, like, the Nazis won or something, and there were vampires, and a Nazi held up his fucking swastika against a vampire and it burnt the vampire's skin and it ran off because in that world it's not the instrument it's the belief in the instrument so he thought that was a holy relic symbol that would work against against vampires so like when i think of stuff like that i go doctor who is a perfect example of going literally anything can happen yeah you want to see a the oldest human ever who's literally just stretched skin who can talk it's madame Rowe or whatever her name it like here you go so like I think that here's what I'll say to anybody who has like issues. And even me, I need to do this. My problem with the Marvel stuff is I don't have an issue getting into the story. I'm just over like the same kind of brand of story. I just want a new, which is why WandaVision I thought was top notch. It was a different, same character, same campiness, just a different version. So, so that's where I'm at. And that's why I'm a little anti about this Kang because I thought the comic book people were smarter than that than going you know, why are we not Siege Perilous? Why are we not doing a good Days of Future Past, like a real visit into all of this? Or how about this? Why are we not just getting into the mutant registration shit in the Marvel Universe? Like, let's get into those storylines. Let's not, oh, you thought Thanos was mad. Where do you meet Kang? And you go, oh, an even more unbeatable bad guy. Yeah. But we've beat every unbeatable bad guy has been beaten. I agree. We beat Kurt Planet Russell. We beat Kurt Russell's giant head planet or whatever. We did it. We've done all this stuff. We beat Thanos. He snapped uh, everybody out of existence. It was Unicron. The Unicron. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, shout out to uh shout out to Marlon Brando. Or not Marlon Brando, but uh what's his name? Orson Welles. Orson Welles last movie, man. Come on, he was the Unicron. That's important to me that his last movie was like eating butter and drinking wine out of like a hooker's butthole. <laughs> Decepticons or whatever he did. It's great. Anyway, uh, but yeah, Willow's great. Uh, I love the music, the way they also use it. Also, Eric Idle. Uh, yeah, Eric Idle. Yeah. Weird Al Yankovic. Dare to be stupid. So, Anna, we, Bana. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ninny Bomb. Ninny Bomb. Anyway, yeah. so what I'm saying is go into stuff with an open mind that it's not your. I think, I think so many people have, have, have their scope is so black and white. And not just about politics, but like about everything that when they watch a movie or TV show, they go, well, they can't do that. I fished before and you can't possibly catch a fish like that. Just stop for a second and go, well, here you can't catch a fish like that here in my realm, in that realm, which is a different realm. And, and again, from the Buddhist philosophy, if you will it, dude, it is so. So Lord of the Rings is real because people will it. So what's that? I am the walrus. I am the fucking. 
V I I letting Johnny, you were like a child. Oh, no, okay. Uh, so that's zero for Die Hard. Yeah, like Listen, three. Can we yeah. can we talk about changing the name of the podcast? Because I really think we've got to do Willow for five more minutes, damn it! Because I want to oh, yeah, more. I want to convince Sorry. the dozens of people that listen to this show. That was generous. Go ahead. Hey, that was very generous. That they stop <laughs> what they're doing and go and watch Willow. Because very much so. It's it's well. It's so I don't. Here's here's why I don't want to get too much into it. Is because there is a lot of. There's a lot there's they do good at like going because I kind of went, oh, I know who's going to end up bad and who's going to end up good and who's going to end up this and that. And like and also like Kevin Pollack showed up and I almost cried because he was my all like the brownies are my all time favorite part of Willow. I like a good, angry, narcissistic, like the confidence of the brownies is I would like to tap 10 percent of 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 the brownies in the original Willow's confidence. Just tap 10 percent of that confidence. Of we stole the baby from the stupid daikini while he was taking a pee pee, just flying a crow, carrying a baby. (laughs) God, hey! Oh, and then like he gets hit in the face with the powder. He falls in love with the cat. Yeah, it's great. He falls in the beer. It's so good. Yeah, guys, meet Lug. (laughs) (laughs) Not a woman. Like, how can you watch that? Like, people are complaining that this is campy and not true to the original Willow. And I go, how do you get Val Kilmer in not even good drag? He's literally hiding his facial hair with a holding a baby. <laughs> not a woman. Yeah. Gentlemen, meet Lug. Like not only that, but I mean, uh, how, what kind of a person is Lug? I mean, he comes in, she says, this is my cousin or something like that. And he immediately starts groping her in front of his wife. Listen, I think, her I for- think that... They were in the zeitgeist of, of toxic masculinity even back then because what he did when he's grabbing on Mad Mardigan, who he thought was his wife's cousin, was yeah. completely acceptable for a man of his time to do. But it was not acceptable that his wife might be with another man. And, and she was not only another man, but probably the, the most handsome, I mean, most badass man in the realm. Let's just admit it. Val who loved Sorsha. Love Sorsha? I didn't love Sorsha. She kicked me in the face. God, I fucking love that movie, dude. I mean, they had hydras. They had trolls. They had magic. It was so good. A giant evil queen who now we found out is basically Sauron to a Morgoth. Now we know there's a Morgoth. And Morgoth is basically a giant earthworm that makes you drink its semen or whatever. And, and the, don't forget the, the, the acorns. I mean, come acorns. on. So, somebody help. There's a peck. With an acorn pointed at me. That's <laughs> D&D shit. That's the stuff I would say to your brother when he was DMing. He goes, "There's now there's a small wizard holding what looks to be an acorn, and he's threatening to throw it at you. And I would, I would literally be in a cage about to die going, oh, no, whatever will I do? Like, that's it's so D&D, it hurts my brain. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything about it is so great. Um, and Including, um, well, I don't want to do any spoilers, but let's just say the actress that plays Dove could have played that in such a stereotypical way. Yes. She could have played it as the ditzy kitchen maid that is in over her head and played that for comedy. And you know what? That would have been great. That would have been, been fine. Would have been great. But she plays that character in such a unique and amazing way to where when twists and turns come in the plot, like 
we are totally with her. We totally buy it. We, I mean, everything. She, we're rooting for her, even when we shouldn't be rooting for her. We're rooting for her. She's just fantastic. Uh, Kit, the the Kit and uh, Jade little yeah. little romance. I was I was rooting for him every every the whole second. time. Yeah, I mean, it was, and let's bring this up while we're talking even about when it. Kit was being a jerk, even when Kit was being a jerk. First of all, Jade is a total paladin, right? Jade's a total paladin, and Kit is like the um it's like a fighter thief slash yeah. high, high combo there maybe bard bardish i don't know well no because what's his name's a bard uh talking about the harmonica kid yeah i James. can't listen also i've watched i've imbibed so much recently that trying to remember names yeah like i've almost got to stop remembering like like the fact that i knew who morgoth was and, 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 and like the fact that, that, that like, I've got to figure out a way because listen, I know, I know elder dragons from Lord of the Rings. Like I know ancient gods, pre Morgoth. Listen, I know, I know when Gondor was founded. I know eventually when Gondor, Gondor falls, like I know so much of, and like Dragonlance. I know so much about these worlds that to press new things in. So when you want to say Mad Mardigan and Willow Upgird and Alora Dannon and Finn Razel and Queen Babmorda and, and General Kale, I remember every time they said a name, I went, yep. But all the new names of all these new characters, I went, the harmonica kid, right? Oh, uh, bashy, bashy, tall girl. Like, it's just like, I just couldn't. Oh, but, uh, Graydon is his name. Uh, the kid with the flute. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and then Borman. But, uh, Borman, then, I love him. Okay. Spoiler alert, Christian Slater? I mean, just... I, said, I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> he said, I'm Mad Morgan. And I instantly paused it, and I told Sherry, because I think Sherry, like, I think it's too much fantasy in D&D for Sherry. Like, she she just can't get... Like, fantasy in sci-fi is a lot, for the most part. It's got... I, we've talked about, like, Game of Thrones is the perfect amount of fantasy. Lots of... Yeah, lots of story and dialogue and action, and a little bit of magic and stuff here, like a smoke demon vagina scene or something, every once in a while. So I think Willow might be... What? Game of Thrones, the Red Witch. Uh, yeah, oh, no, I, got, I got the reference. I just, the imagery did not compute in my head. You don't like naked ladies? No, no, no. no Birthing no. smoke hey. demons to kill Stannis Baratheon at what the I'm behest of his is, younger brother? No, what I'm saying is the words that you said. Excuse me, hit, no, not Stannis. Scene, the words that you said to describe the scene did not conjure the scene up in my brain. It conjured up a totally different image in my brain. But anyway, go ahead. Was it a scene or did you create a scene in your head of the words I that I, I prompted I an I image? Yes. It's the power Inception. of language, guys. That's why Ryan writes. The power favorite, of language. Your favorite director's best film. Uh, you incepted that idea in my head. Wait, John Hughes in the Breakfast Club incepted an idea into your head? I don't think there was a smoke demon. Uh, I don't think she was like, I could put lipstick on my boobs. Also, check out this smoke demon in my vagina. And she rubs her scalp. And, and she rubs her scalp, and then dust goes on the demon's head, and they're like, oh, it's snowing dandruff. Giggle, giggle, giggle. Not at all gross that she's putting dead skin flakes onto her art. Weirdo. That girl's like a basket case. Boom, nailed it. She was a basket case. Ryan, you don't know because you don't love John Hughes because you have no soul, so fuck off. Sorry. Drive anyway, a soul, don't have a soul. You were saying that uh, uh, Sherry was not on board all oh, the way. So, so that's why I didn't want, like, I was like, I don't, I, I just know, like, she wouldn't like Willow. She would like parts of it. She would like some characters. She would appreciate that. I'm pretty sure it's Val Kilmer's son that we hear echoes of his voice. Yes. And if you haven't watched Val again, I cannot reiterate how amazing that documentary is. 
The, the, have you watched the Valkyrie? I, I watched the trailer for it and cried my eyes out. So. Listen, no, it's not sad. I mean, there are moments of emotion and there are sad moments, but it's not sad in that way. You're just going, fuck. You got to watch it, dude. From a storyteller's aspect, Val Kilmer is a fucking storyteller. And the fact that his son, like, it's just so good. But anyway, um, but the second Christian Slater like popped, I heard, I was listening. I was on my phone watching, but I was also like with the baby and doing dishes and stuff. And I heard, uh, I'm Christian, or I'm I'm Mad Mardigan. I was like, why does that Jack Nicholson impersonation sound like Christian Slater? And I went, it is Christian Slater. <laughs> and I adored his character so much. So did you think much. for a second that maybe they had recast Mad Mardigan with Christian Slater? I did not for a second, and here's why. Because of that Val documentary, and because of things like Tom Cruise saying he would not have done Maverick if they didn't fight. Like, I don't know if you watched Maverick, did you? I did not, no. So Val Kilmer shows up as Iceman, and he's a general but a re- now a, a, a semi-retired general because he had throat cancer, which is what Val Kimmer had. Um, so it's Val getting to do that. And he's like typing on a computer. It's only a few minutes of a scene, but man, it's, it's heartfelt and sweet and kind. And Tom Cruise said he would have nothing to do with that movie unless Val Kilmer had that. That's so, nice. but yeah, so Willow, phenomenal. Also, yes. Rings of Power, different oh, kind man. of show. Why haven't, I, why haven't I finished that? I need to finish that. Listen, the first few episodes are very Lord of the Rings in the way that they feel like you're just world building. And I'm like, we kind of know this world, so get on with it. But then I realized why, and but it pays off so well, man. The end of that first season was so well done that, that I went, oh, that's because I was walking a plank. I didn't realize it. I thought I was just walking down a road, and but I'm really on this very narrow path. And I yeah. didn't realize it until the payoff. And then you go... Oh, it's so well done, dude. It's so good. Well, uh, Kenny and I watched the first episode, and we, when the credits came up, we both looked at each other and said, yes, more yep. of that, please. More. And then we, didn't, then we didn't do it. I did the same thing with it, and then I, and then I kind of binged the last few season episodes, and I went, god damn, I should. Same yeah. with John Wick. I should have waited just to imbibe it and get going. So, and, you know, like, why do we have to have, like, responsibilities and shit? I mean, like, sometimes you eat the bar and... Hey, anyway, so uh, what else were we going to talk? Oh, you stopped me. I was talking about something, and you stopped me for Willow, and now I don't remember what that was. You are Christian Slater. That was the story. I forget now. Rings of Power. Yeah. Over. I don't care anymore. So, yeah. There you go. There you go, guys. Ryan ruined another cool, funny Doug segment everything. with a stupid brain. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, hey now. Uh, can I tell you uh, real quick a little a little uh, uh, I don't know if you know but Norm Macdonald is was one of my all time favorite comedians and he is what they consider a, a, a dog whistle for other comedians where normal people who don't love comedy that much don't understand why people think he's so funny but I do think if you go like TikTok just Norm Macdonald you will laugh harder than probably you've ever laughed just listening to that guy talk to comedians. But today I saw a clip on TikTok and he's talking to Sarah Silverman. He goes, I had a joke for you. Uh, uh, so a woman is walking in the woods and, and a frog hops up to her and says, if you kiss me, I will become a handsome prince. And he stops and looks at Sarah Silverman. And he goes, I like it. This is a woman empowerment joke. And the woman looks down at the frog and she goes, fuck that. I want a talking frog. <laughs> <laughs> And I laughed forever because he said it's a woman's empowerment joke, but also who wants to deal with another human? I would much rather have a talking frog. And that segues me into what I was talking about when I was, that's what we were talking about before you said, let's talk about Willow is we got to change our name. 
and it's got to be Coen Brothers. And I'm for real this time. Shoot the glass has got to go. I love it. It's got to die because we, but I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about, um, um, old brother, which is, might be the most perfect comedy film ever made. And, and, and this will prove it because I've watched that movie a million times and there are still moments that I don't remember or just slipped past me that I not only laughed about, but almost threw up. I laughed so hard. So we were talking and he brought up the scene of, of, of Delmar and, 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 uh, and Ulysses are sitting in the restaurant and he has a box with a frog and it's right before they meet big Dan. Right. And it, he goes, yeah, I'm fucking listen, him beating the shit out of Delmer while George Clooney's just laying there eating is the funniest. But so <laughs> he goes, they're talking to the, they're talking and he goes, Delmer, close that box. These people are here in a fine dining establishment. Do not want to look at a boxed amphibian. And he goes, he goes, he goes, and by the way, I don't even think that's Pete and Delmer closes the box and he goes, he goes, well, I think you're just ashamed of him anyway. And he goes, well, first off, if that is Pete, I am ashamed of him. Second <laughs> off, and I lost my mind. Never once do I remember George Clooney delivering, and I shit you not, watch it again. I want you to look it up and watch it because his delivery, first off, George Clooney's delivery, comic delivery is always perfect, but in that moment, his delivery is so quick and so earnest that I felt that Ulysses, was actually ashamed that his friend was trapped by sirens and turned into a, a horny toad. He was so upset. But the delivery line, and I don't know if they wrote it or if George Clooney came up with it or what, but he closes that box and goes, I think you're ashamed of Pete. And he goes, well, first off, and that is Pete. I'm afraid, I am ashamed of him. It is so well written and timed. And it, it should be, that could be a class on comedy delivery alone. And I've watched that movie a million times and never once has that stuck out as something funny. But when I watched it in like just the scope of that scene of them at the table before the beating, it was perfect. It's so goddamn funny, that movie. If it is Pete, I am ashamed of him. It's so well done, dude. I got a name suggestion. Yeah. So roughly, we, uh, we record an episode every other week, right? Roughly. We could call it two weeks from everywhere. Oh, my. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Hold on, because I, oh, oh well. uh, to be fair, I was looking up pictures of Jogger's falling so I could add them to the Facebook page. Wait, this place just for geological oddity. There's just a poor guy laying on the concrete. I don't even know if I could, can I just, I might be able to just drop this in here. Oh, it didn't work. Damn it. Ain't this place just a geological oddity? Ain't this Who place just a I also what? half its charm. Uh, it. I think half its charm is a good name for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's appeasing over. It's half its charm. You fellas from the bank. Whole franchise. Oh, we could call it Gopher Village. <laughs> yeah, we found us a whole Gopher Village. Oh, you think it was just the one? All the Woolsworths are just the one. Uh, what? Wait, what did you say? Two, Two weeks from every. Where I don't know, man. It came up as a showing results. Two weeks from Tuesday, everyone. Oh my God, we got to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to Podbean right now. This is our announcement. Do it. What? No, I won't. I won't change it yet. I think it's something we should discuss and talk about. Well, goddamn, two weeks from everywhere is really good, Ryan. Like it's good. And then we can stop pretending like that, that Die Hard, even though a great movie, falls anywhere in line with any of these movies that we actually <laughs> love and adore. And don't get me wrong, it's a really we good movie. It. We love it's it, a we great adore movie. it. 
it's a great, great movie. But compared to like the stuff that we really, really love, it's not like like in any scenario that you can envision in your brain. If someone says, "What would you prefer to watch right now?" Like Die Hard or Oh Brother? Does oh, Die Hard oh, ever win? Oh Brother, yeah, always. Yeah, man. Almost any Cohen, like Hudsucker. I kind of feel like I want to go watch a brother. Like I, I would, I, we could, I could, we could, if there was, okay, first off, uh, AFC Wrexham. And if you haven't watched the TV show, Welcome to Wrexham, where Rob McElhinney and and Ryan Reynolds bought uh, the third oldest football club in the world and watched it, you absolutely need to, as a soccer fan, you need to. But today, AFC Wrexham, uh, which is the lowest level club right now in the Football Association Cup, the FA Cup, which is a huge deal in Premier League in England. Today at 11.30, in like a half an hour, they play uh, Sheffield United, who is about to get promoted into the Premier League. But right now, Wrexham is the lowest level team that's still in it. They are literally playing a team that has 50 teams in between them, like in the scope of the Premier League. So... At 11.30 today. So this isn't for people listening because you guys missed it. Hopefully Wrexham won. But Collins, I'm telling you because I think, A, the joy that 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 the TV show brings where two guys, like, who didn't even know each other when they made a joke about buying, paid $2 million together to buy a football club and have revitalized not just the club, but, like, the town and the people. And it's heartfelt and it's joyous and it's amazing. And now, like, Rob McElhinney, who had no idea even what soccer rules were, is like talking about, he goes, there is no other sport where the last 20 minutes is on the line constantly. He goes, I've never, because they won their last, they held a, like a four to one lead over a, a team, a good team called Coventry that's way above them. And like, he goes, that last 20 minutes, we're trying to hold on to that lead. He goes, we're the best and worst of my sporting life. And he goes, I love sports. And he goes, I've never in my life felt the way I felt in the last 20 minutes of that soccer game. I've never experienced before and I get it. I get it now. And people who don't get it, you'll get it if you want. Like, so like, and it's bringing a whole new love, but watch it. So they play at 1130 today. The Bengals play today at six, who normally I don't care about hand egg, but because of my brother-in-law, I started getting into the Bengals when they do good. Regular season, don't care about. I don't have time. I kill. But playoffs now, I'm very into the idea of the Bengals doing well, uh, mostly for my brother-in-law, but now it's fun to watch. I enjoy the slight aspects of it. Um, but so watch, that's why I got to cut it short soon because I got to go watch that game, very into that game. So, but Collins, you need to watch that game or that, that show. You will love it, dude, because it's joy and it's happiness and, and it's Ryan Reynolds and he doesn't do anything wrong. He's just a good human being who does good nice afternoon. stuff. Good, so, good afternoon. Yeah, so I see, speaking of which, uh, this is related. Uh, I see that you're wearing uh, a Christmas present, uh, the Dead Milkman shirt that you got for, for, for Christmas holiday season yep. uh talking about uh afcs i got my my wife her favorite uh, jersey of her favorite sports team uh the afc Richmond. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one of so her. listen also this will this will bring number up 10 a number 10 with <gasps> banker on the front and Collins on the back it's good get out of here are you kidding me so yeah. listen you guys would have fun so coach beard is on celebrity jeopardy right now and he'll be in the finals right and the last three times we watched him, A, he's hilarious. B, Coach Beard is a gigantical nerd who knows his fucking shit. Knows his... Sh I'm telling you, the first round, 
I'm pretty sure he won like $30,000 to like $2,000. And one of the people had $0 at the end. Now it's for charity, so everybody got like 30 grand no matter what. But, and, oh, actually, he's not in the finals. That's a surprise. You'll have to watch it. But like the last one, he just played against like Patton Oswald and like all these nerdy, oh, it was Patton Oswald, Michael Sarah, and Coach Beard. How could you not love that lineup of just nerdy greatness? So good. So, but it made me fall in love with Coach Beard, who I didn't know co-created Ted Lasso. Yeah. No idea. Love, uh, didn't love the first few episodes. I thought really like they were playing into that. We talked about a little bit, that duck out of water, land American in England. But like the, the sad happiness to, to Ted Lasso was phenomenal. Like the fact that the guy isn't, he's not not joyous. But he's trying really hard to not allow darkness overtake his joy. And then when those little moments, like the practice scene, like that scene was not him yelling, man. That was a guy on the emotional brink. Look, I'm going to get misty eyed now thinking about like, it's just a dude who's going through tough shit. Like, I don't know. It's just such a heartwarming, good show. So phenomenal. It could have been, it could have been just like you said, the, the tea joke. It could have just been the versions of the tea joke over and over yep, again. Over and over again. An American is going to make fun of British things. And then uh, the British are going to make fun of the American for American things. Yeah. And it could have been that. And that would have been funny, right? But it would not have been the greatness that it is. It would not. And I told Sherry, because we watched the first couple episodes and she bowed out a little bit. Um, it was a lot of talking. It was a lot of duck out of water jokes. It was not the writing again. This is it's very rings of power where you got to stay on the plank because if you veer off like it's it's hiking in a dense forest, you got to stay on the path that they're leading you down because when you veer off, you're going to get lost and you're going to hate the adventure. So I believe that the first season of Ted Lasso is very much a, a, a parallel to the first season of rings of power mm-hmm. where the payoff doesn't come in, in quick bursts. You got to wait for the bang. And I think Ted Lasso's bang came hard and quick. And then when it does, you instantly fall in love with that show and everybody. And even the people you hated, you start to love. And without spoilers, people that you thought you loved, you went, well, what a giant douchebag that guy is. Also coaching for a horrible team that sucks a lot of wiener that I hate right now. So fuck <laughs> Arsenal and fuck Gooners. So there you go. Not really. I'm not yucking yums. Root for who you want, but at, well, at the game I, time. I, I am worried about uh, Nate the Great. I, I, he's, he's going down a dark path, and he's... He's, he's already to, gone. He accepted a well, job. He already from, went. Yeah. He, he, has, he has done a thing from whence no human soul can return. He's essentially Voldemorted himself and destroyed his soul so much that no, if he does stay alive in the show... It will be a fraction of the man we once knew. He's, and he'll have to drink the blood of unicorns to stay he's, alive. He's Anakin Skywalker. He is just, he's killed some younglings, and now he's standing next to the Emperor, and we got to see if he can be redeemed. Have you seen Maybe the... He'll throw, um, he'll throw Giles down the down a tube and, you know, who knows? Cut off his limbs? <laughs> yeah. I did just see that somebody took an Ikea uh, uh, instructions, and it, it just said Darth Vader, but with a couple umlauts and stuff, right? Which turns out, by the way, in Norwegian or Swedish, Darth Vader means dark weather. I didn't know that. Oh. I can't believe I never looked that up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, so, uh, but anyway, it showed, like, how to create, how to build your Vader. And it showed Anakin and Obi-Wan. And then it showed Anakin, like, over the air and, like, all his body parts as different items underneath. But he had no arms and legs on a little, but it was, like, Ikea drawings of, like, those people 
And then at the very bottom, it just showed Darth Vader. But they did show lava. There's only three steps to build him. Here's a Jedi. Here's his best friend cutting off his limbs. Now you've built your Vader. And it made me laugh. A couple other things. 19, uh, Gallery 1988. I'm just kind of summing up because I want you to look at this stuff, but other people. Gallery 1988 is an amazing uh, uh, art gallery in LA, but their Instagram's phenomenal. It's all pop culture stuff. And one of the things that, that somebody posted that they're selling prints for is a very Marlboro, like 80s style advertising when they did like the, almost like the silk screen look of the Marble Man like smoking. But it's Gandalf with a horse and cart and it just says, come to Longbottom country. <laughs> and I went, oh my God, it's the best. So Gallery 1988, go look because they rock. But that one, was, I saw it today and I went, fuck, that's so good, man. So there's all that. And uh, Ted Lasso, watch that. And Willow, watch that. And Willow. And, and Rose brother. <laughs> Listen, quit your job, leave your wife and kids, or your husband and kids, and your kids. Make sure you have no kids. Don't have kids. It's a waste. <laughs> uh, I believe it was summed up in, um, in Andor the Best, and we talked about it a little bit, that I burn my future for a sunrise yeah. I will never see. Yes. And I think, did I tell you I believe that's a metaphor for parenting? Yeah, and I, told you, I think we talked about that. So, but that's what parenting is, is burning your future for a sunrise you never get to see. So, there you have it. Anything else you want to talk about, Collins? Uh, no. Also, Katie's jersey is amazing and awesome. And I love it. So, yeah, but my wife got me this, and, and I love it. And the Dead Milkmen are amazing, and I love them. They probably won't come out with new albums because I think they're mostly dead, but still love them. No, I did see them. Uh, it was a fairly recent video of them doing Punk Rock Girls live, live in, yeah. in some kind of a studio. They were like, like on a, on a radio show or something like that, and they were doing a yep. doing a live version of it. I love the dead. I literally like. I always say the Ramones are my favorite band, but I say that like the Breakfast Club's my favorite. Jaws and Breakfast Club, my favorite movies, but they that's because of nostalgia. I hold on to those like trophies. Those are things that those are core loves. Those are things that changed me like my interior, the rem hearing beat on the brat for the first time, watching the breakfast club first time, seeing jaws for the first time. Those are core Dougs. Like they created an offshoot of Doug that would not have been without them. So I say they're my favorites because of that, but, but, but the dead milkmen, I think rival the Ramones as far as list. I would listen to the dead milkmen every single day of my life forever. Uh, them in sloppy seconds and just like the bre well that's not true i'd watch the breakfast club every fucking day forever and always and it's the only movie I well i have and i only of all the tattoos i have i have two movie tattoos i have john bender on the back of my leg throwing up the fist when he's walking across the football field and i got fucking bruce the shark tattooed on my hand and he has the mark on his face where quint stabbed him when he was eating captain quint so there you have it so <laughs> i i this is all coming from saying i say that shit's my favorite but it's not but the but but the dead milkman I love and adore making new music would 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 make me so happy. Right? Write them. We should send them this episode. I mean, they're gonna listen, right? I just assume <laughs> everybody listens. Like that's why I feel bad talking shit about celebrities because I'm like, what if that girl hears us talking about her? Then we're gonna get a cease and desist from yeah, whoever we've been insulting today. From China. From China. Don't say it like that. No, no. I can we not? Can we just be over him? I am. I have been. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of just over politics in general. I'm over it. I'm over all of it. Like, I'm to the point now where I go, I don't think we need to be governed. And not in an anarchaic way. Let's do city-states or something. Let's just get over it. Let's just stop 
Well, that particular political figure, I guess you could say it's kind of like what people say about Christianity. It's not the it's not the Christianity that I have a problem with. It's the followers. It's the followers. <laughs> but with him, he's a snake oil salesman. So oh, people he is, keep he drinking the snake oil and then going, is, this shit's good. And you know it's not horrible, good. He's a horrible human being. But that, that's not like a secret. No. It's not like... Like even the people that are like over the wall about him, like no pun intended, they they know that he is. That's what they like about him, that he's a yeah. horrible human being. Yep. Like that's, and that's sad. That's the sizzle and the steak, and they, yep. they love both of them. And they love it. Yeah. They love it anyway. And I just don't get. It. I said I just don't get it. Waka, waka. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. I like that. Sorry, you, it was bacon. I like that you held your thing there, but then well, pointed your mouth. Have you? No, you, you pointed sing? your mouth towards the mic, but held your. Yeah. Well, I wanted you to hear it. I didn't want you not to hear it. You, you got to. Get... I'm a simple man. I like simple stuff. Uh, anyway, but what, you like, like Ginsburg Skinner? into your mic, and then it held. I don't want to smell like bacon burp Leonard for the next five Skinner? minutes. Leonard Skinner. You a simple man. Is that a song by Leonard Skinner? That is a song by Leonard. I know Skinner. two things about Leonard Skinner. I know that one song, and that some of them died in an airplane. Oh, I didn't even know about the airplane thing. There's a joke about them like hitting them. Dennis Leary made a a, a hit the mountain sure. joke. No, that was a Stevie Ray Vaughan thing. No, pretty sure it was a Leonard Skinner thing. A helicopter. <laughs> no, that was a different joke. He's made multiple jokes about people dying in a plane. <laughs> Wasn't it Jim Henson who said it best when he said, "Anybody got any aspirin? I think I got a cold." <laughs> and a hush filled the room. I wish I could grab my guitar and start. <laughs> poodle block, poodle block. <laughs> oh, God, I love this. Anyway, Dennis Leary's No Cure for Cancer. It's a newer album that just came out. You guys should go look it up. Yeah, new album came out. New album came out. So, um, but yeah, so I think. Something like that. Oh, no, he just came in screaming out coffee flavored coffee. I will love Dennis Leary. That was locked and loaded. That was locked and loaded. That was the second one. Not as funny as No Cure for Cancer. No Cure for Cancer might be a perfectly inappropriate, well-timed, well-meaning, just amazing bit of comedy. So good. Um, <laughs> I just keep, now I'm just, now it's, this is how my brain works. You, I this think is Clara why we digress. when she said, Here's why I digress so much because here's how my brain works because of what I assume is my adult ADHD, like undiagnosed ADHD that I've had since I was a kid for sure. Uh, well, so you, you bring, you bring stuff up and in my brain, like now all I can concentrate, I can't think about what we were just, this is why I always lose what we were just talking about in my head. All I hear is I love this guy and I love this guy. I love this guy. And every once in a while, his cousin coffee comes over, but I love this guy. I love to smoke. I love the and he's, and he's dotting like he puts the, he dabs the cigarette smoke out of the air and puts it on. Like, that's all I can think about right now. I can't, like, we were having good discussion. That's, I need to explain this to people because this is why we digress. And this is why Ryan, who also digresses, but long-windedly, this is why we have no control over the show because I go away like a runaway train. Ryan tries to rope me in. But takes too long. I'm off running in the forest naked, and Ryan's going, "No, Doug, we're talking about the Lord of Rings, the power of the ring, whatever." And I'm going, "Ryan, there's a butter. You said butterfly, and I'm running around like an idiot." Ryan tries to rope me in, which he's done for 30 years, even live on stage when I'm babbling. Ryan will start playing, so I shut up and we play. Sure. Uh, <laughs> his whole life is wrangling me, except for I'm not a kid who he do and he doesn't have to. So at some point, Ryan goes, "Well, I don't have to wrangle him. Go be free." 
So that's why the podcast always divulges into me babbling about shit. Ryan trying to rope it in and then giving up and babbling. This is what you guys sign up for is because I have no control over my mental facilities. And in my brain right now, I'm still going, that's my book. Shut the fuck up by Dr. Dennis Lear. Like I can't stop thinking about everything. Well, all I'm thinking happened. about is you said runaway train and now the song is stuck. Never mind. coming back. <laughs> oh, he would totally be into that song. Ryan, uh, we're going to do a couple top fives. We'll end it on this new game that will not make Ryan uncomfortable. And it's really oh. early and my kids are right above me. So I can't keep screaming the F word. So we're not going to do MMFK. I do have some, but now I want to change it to fantasy MFK. So we're going to do Willow, Lord of the Rings, Spring of Power, all that stuff next time on Two Weeks From Everywhere. You guys are going to hear. Two so. Weeks From Everywhere. I love it. It comes out it so sounded sad. good, dude. <laughs> also, we would like to officially announce <laughs> that Shoot the Glass podcast will be changing its name to Two Weeks From... Now, should we do Everywhere or Airware? I mean, two weeks one. From Airware. Why don't, you, why don't you draft up two logos for Airware? I don't think I'm going and to. Airware. And as a matter of fact, our logo is just going to look like a can of Dapper Dan. I'm going to put our cartoony logos... Our cartoony, this our fop. I'm sorry. No, not that. No, not fop. Is it fop? It is fop. No, it's fop is what he has. If fop is what he has, he needs Dapper Dan. I'm not a fop man. I'm a Dapper Dan Dan, man. God damn it. Oh my God. It's so good. Dapper Doug, Dapper Ryan. Let's do it. So anyway, I see. I don't even know what I was going to say because that came out so smooth. Oh, I was going to do a top five. So give me real quick off the top of your head. Top five. Apple Music's or Spotify playlist in rotation, like a year summary, Kylo Ren, any genre, any music, just top five songs that you think right now he's speed along in his TIE fighter. And these are the Kylo Ren songs he's going for. Well, the cure would be like highly represented on there. There'd be a lot of cure, be a lot of nine inch nails. Wednesday, Thursday too. But it's Friday. You're right. You're right. It's the cure for sure. The cure of a thousand percent. The cure. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, uh, nine inch nails. Uh, oh, uh, what else? Uh, I smash myself today to see if I can feel only Kylo Ren. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was we so have good. like late smashing pumpkins on there. Like, you know. I By the way, copyright Star Wars, copyright Disney. Just so you guys know, I don't want to get sued by the du- by the duck or the mouse. Okay, so what was the last one? I'm sorry. Oh, oh, some smashing pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, but oh, uh, but like I think later smashing, like not like kind of poppy. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. that sour, like my like like 1979. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yep okay. for sure. <laughs> Where you can't really understand. I love it so much. Yeah, um, I mean, come on. What else would we get on there? Probably, uh, what's his name? Morrissey. There'd be Morrissey. 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some eating. <laughs> it's like eating, like Bauhaus or like Kraftwerk, but with like Hutties. So it's just like Autobahn. And then some guy going. <laughs> And then it's just like, that's it. That's like his pump up music. 
He's like, I'm gonna kill some rebels. I mean, that's bad. First off, make some music. I'll do Hutties to it, and we're gonna make a fortune. <laughs> DJ the Hut. <laughs> uh, fortune Collins. Okay, so that's four. What's fifth? Uh, who did I say? I said Smashy Pumpkins, Morrissey. Uh... You said Nine Inch Nails. Uh, you said uh, 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 Cure. Oh the yeah, cure. and the cure, the cure for sure. Um, <clears throat> I don't know who else. The cramps, maybe. I don't know. No, 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 no. Leave the cramps out of this. <laughs> no, may, I don't know. You might be because he, because they do sing a lot about like dark stuff. I was just talk. I just made a TikTok. I didn't post about the fact that the cramps might be like one of the best bands, like of all Skinny time. Puppy. Skinny puppy. Yeah, like Katie and KMFDM and Skinny. Like anybody, Billy Reed had a T-shirt for. Rockstein. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A thousand percent. You're right. That's industrial it. industrial metal. Yeah, yeah, but but like dancey industrial. Like you have to be able to go. Like if goths are under a bridge doing it, that people can make a meme out of that. Any shirt that Bill, any Billy has a shirt for him. Man, that's true. And that's a deep cut too. It's a deep cut. And only for you. That was a call. It was only for Colin's joke. You guys don't get it. So unless Billy listens. Hi, Bill. How are you, buddy? Long time. Long time. So, uh, oh, anyway. Okay. One more top five, because that was, that was awesome. I love that so much. So, so let's bring it in to, oof. oh, what is the top five John Wick calm down songs? Or, or musicians. Like, what brings John Wick out of murderous rage for Death of Dog down? Can you do, like, uh, the only reason I'm doing this is because we don't have character study on John Wick. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a hard one. It's a trick question. John Wick does not come down. Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Come on, he's, what's he gonna do? Put on an iPad and, and, and listen to Sarah McLaughlin? No, he, oh, well, he could. He probably would, yeah, oh, oh my God, I... First off, that was Freudian and accidental. The dead dog thing was totally unrelated until I just thought of it. He would just cry and listen to that song uh, over and over. How about what's who did the the theme to uh, uh, Dawson's Creek? <laughs> what was her name? I, I don't know the theme song to Dawson's Creek. I know that's all I know of that song. I, and also, I thought a little bit you meant the Friends theme song, which I also don't remember what that is. Uh, that would be. Um, you're all singing for you. Uh, this is really stupid. White people are zany. Look at the antics of upper class New Yorkers acting like they're poor, but really they're rich. Only Lisa Kudrow's funny, and nobody else is that funny because they're stupid. Friends is dumb. Fuck friends. There you go. Theme song. Nailed it. Got the to this life to be over. That's all I know. <laughs> That's is that not the Friends theme song? That is not the Friends. Bam 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 Is that not Friends? That no, not. it's the exact opposite of Friends. That was poor black folk having fun and not white people being zany and crazy. There you go. No, I was in Seinfeld. I know you were. I know you were. I just watched Seinfeld last night. Very funny episode too. So there you have it. Do you I know uh, that theme song was made without the use of a bass guitar? Yeah, uh, not a lot of people know this, but uh, Michael Richards uh, used his ear in a string. That's, that's... That is totally... Not not I made that up completely. Wait, no, what was, I, it, was I, it just a synthesizer? Synthesizer, yeah. Also, it's very important to know that 
they wrote fresh music every episode of Seinfeld. Yes. Because they felt that this, the music, because it wasn't, uh, what do they call it, like along a line, like it wasn't like a story, it wasn't a song with a beginning and end, because it was just a fluent, like, like a filler music, they felt that they needed the music to match the beat of whatever was going on, so they just had the guy watch it, and he would just play riffs until it landed, and that was it. And so all of a like, that's unheard of. Nobody does that. You have a theme song, you have some background music called a day, but they literally new music or their new riffs every single episode. That's phenomenal. Phenomenal. So, so do you prefer that or friends? Uh, I would listen, and this is not a yuck yum kind of thing. I think friends did detrimental harm to what people find funny in comedy. And I'm not joking. If you go back and watch it, the dumb downness of the comedy in friends is the epitome of why people hate sitcoms so much. And it ruined what was a very palatable, fun thing. Sitcoms were fun. They didn't make you think or care or do any of that. And because it was so palatable, because it was such low-hanging fruit of jokes and, and writing and acting, it's palpable for everyone, which is fine. I'm not, I don't get, love, there are so many people that love Friends that I would never poop on them loving Friends. I'll make fun of it all day long, but I won't love it all day long. But to me, it was such an easy, easy thing to, to grip these low-hanging fruits and without without ever really challenging the audience to maybe think or to learn or to do anything. It's just fake slapstick and zany Caucasians. And it's just, it's mayonnaise, man. It's fucking flavorless whipped cream. Zany. It's, it's, it's no fat milk, dude. It's skim milk. That's all it is. So like, I really do think that as a culture and a society, we got dumber because they started making shows simpler past then. Because they started believing we as, as human animals could not keep up with serious things. Now, that being said, I know we have a ton of like, I'm saying, but at the time, that's the freshness they were selling to people. And it was right off the heels of shows like Seinfeld, which changed the game for comedy. So that's why I just can't get behind it. And I can't love it. And Ryan brought me down. And made me, so now I hate so you're, you're saying that in your mental filing system, uh, Friends is filed under Z for zany Caucasians. Uh, friends does not even go in the filing cabinet. Friends is on a stack of paper I may get to sometime later, but odds are after I'm dead, my kids will sift through it going, what the fuck is this? Why would dad even keep this? Truth is, I should have thrown it away, kids, and I'm sorry. Your Dad'll dead father hurt. from the grave. I'm telling you now, if my kids listen to this and they're going through my stuff and they see anything's friends related, I'm sorry I should have gotten rid of it earlier so you didn't have to throw it away. There you <laughs> go. I apologized from the future. Oh, man, that was a, that was a thought thinking about our adult children listening to this show. I love it. I adore it. I, that's why I would love to record it more. Wouldn't you, don't you like, think about that. Your great, great grandchildren might be able to have like, they were like, I don't know. Grandpa and his friend talked about dicks a ton. <laughs> that's all they seem to talk about. And they were almost 50. <laughs> Just talk about penises and laughing at fart jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me. That's the funny thing about me though. Like I'm, I'm bitching about how dumbed down they make. Like they could still fart. I'd probably laugh at it. Like the, even the idea of Lucy Kudrow pouring coffee and like farting a little bit is pretty funny. Just saying, you, that's not what you're saying. You're not saying that it's like low comedy. You're just saying it's not. No, uh, it's not low brow comedy. Well, it's not, it's not, it's just not, it's the easy joke. It's, 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 it's white people potato salad. It just needs some seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker. It, listen, listen, older white folks cooking right now. You need more salt. I'll, I'm not kidding. I'm telling you right now, you need more salt in whatever you're making right now. And I don't care if you go, this doesn't need salt. It needs salt. 
Put more salt in it. And then when you go, that's plenty of salt, put another shake in it. And then another, just a little palm of your hand full of pepper, mix it all up. That's all I'm saying. And not all white people in general. Lots of people, white people can cook. I'm just saying that's the palpability of friends is it's just everybody will eat it because it's easy to eat. It's not too powerful. It's not too bland. It's just right in the middle. But I don't want middle of the road. I want fun comedy. I want fun stuff. So if you think onions are spicy, you're. Oh, my God. You might be from Caucasia. There you go. Let's do that. We'll do uh, we'll do some redneck jokes. If you think raisins go in anything that ends in salad, you might be from Caucasia. Caucasia. <laughs> Does your mayo need lighter mayo in it? You might be from Caucasia. Yeah. And we can say this stuff because I think Ryan can back me up here, but uh, we both have family members who come from Caucasia. All yeah. of them, actually. Yeah. I've done a blood test. Oh, that's the other thing. Okay, we're ending on this. Did I tell you that we did, uh, that my sister did a, did a, did a I get, got her the 23andMe DNA test? And yeah. my whole life I've been told I'm half German and half Irish. My grandma's side, is, on my mom's side is German. It's going to be great. And on my dad's side is all like like British Isles, Welsh, Scottish, Irish. I can't wait. And, uh, and my sister did the <laughs> DNA test and she spit in the thing and it comes back. And, uh, and uh, about six different nationalities, mostly all European really. Uh, I think there was like a 0.01% Hasidic Jew somewhere in there. I think it said like that. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, of that, 100%, like 50% Irish, mm. 30% Welsh, Scottish, 15% mm -hmm. British, and then it was like 5.2% Germanic tribes slash Norwegian. Right? Yeah. My whole life, my grandpa's polka, umbapa music just turns out he apparently just yeah. liked it. Just yeah. always went to German festivals, always out sauerkraut, yeah. all sauerkraut that stuff. Delicious. It's all good, but he, it was sold to me as if we were Germanic and we yeah. are the furthest <laughs> thing from. No. We are so British in our chemical makeup that literally like it was like, you know, great, 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 great grandpa Itchak. And then there was one, two or three Hanses in there. Yeah. But the rest of it's all. Uh, yeah. Elizabeth. I did it. I did it. Did it. Hans oh, we can't change the name now. God damn it. You <laughs> son of a <laughs> No, we can't do it. Guys, Ryan ruined it. I'm not kidding you. This is officially the changing of the guard. <laughs> this is the death of shoot the glass. And this is the new. We have pupated into a mar. <laughs> we are a beautiful butterfly. And now we are two weeks from everywhere. Two weeks from everywhere. Oh my God, you're a genius. You should write books or something. <laughs> I should. I should think about it. <laughs> anyway, and I will say that in my new mental aspect and Healthy Minds, guys, is an app that I've been using for like working meditation. You would like it, I think, because they also have an active meditation where you can do it like while you're like jogging and running. And they basically or like falling and you're falling. But they <laughs> I want that girl's cell phone footage so bad. Anyway, if she's listening, Heather, Andrea, whatever your name is, uh, get, send that to Doug McUgly at gmail.com. Uh, so, um, so but with healthy minds, it's very, all it is is like, it's not even like, like meditation, like change your life. It really is like how to hold on to good thoughts and just let that. And it's not about blocking. It's about accepting and moving on and all that stuff. So it's really good. So I'll, I'll put that out to you. But uh, but uh, 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 in in that like healthy mind kind of now that my body is feel like I should be like I'm trying to get my head there that it's very important that I tell you how much I adore and love you as a human.
And it's important to me that other people hear people say that and not just like dudes got to say they love you. No, like it's important that when somebody makes you feel good about just being alive or being that you tell them when you have a chance, because guess what? My house could collapse. I could get hit by a car. I could get fucking shit on by a bird and get salmonella and die in a hundred days or something. I don't know how long salmonella takes to kill you. You don't no, to get it from turtles, birds, but turtles, but like, so, so here's my homework assignment for everybody is like, if somebody makes you laugh, go, God damn, you know what? You're always really happy and funny or do something nice to someone for nothing and don't fucking record it and don't put it on a thing. It should never, because the second you record it, it's not for press. It's just for posterity's sake. You're not doing it for any reason other than to share it, to show you did it. Just do it. Tell your mom you love her. Tell your best friend you love him, whatever. So it's important for me to know that, that Ryan Collins that, that I adore you as a human. You're one of the smartest and best people I think I've ever, like, Ryan Collins, like, encompasses, like, the true form of the word paladin in D&D. Because he's always a force of good and always a force of light for everybody. It's like, even when he's upset, Ryan would give up all of his bad emotion if it was in service of making someone else feel good. And that's a fucking Gandhi-like status, dude. That's an amazing status for a human being who doesn't go out of his way anything like, you know what I mean? It's just a natural thing, and it's fucking important to me that you hear that every once in a while. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I don't believe it, I deserve it, but... And that's exactly on par with the Ryan Collins brand you'd worked so hard to cultivate. Well, and, and, I, and you should know that uh, I don't do Shoot the Glass... Oh, excuse me. I don't do Two Weeks from Everywhere for all the fame and money that it brings me, right? Which are I both about this. the same. Turns out those equal each other out. Go ahead. <laughs> I do this because... <laughs> I do this because I love talking to you because yeah. you and I have been friends for our whole, well, all the parts of our lives. I mean, listen, the, the important, yeah. listen, I, we love, became I friends. love you. I love talking to you. So that's why I do this. That's amazing. But I think it's also important. We did become friends at like the most influential because up until like your, like your hormones really start kicking in and your brain starts functioning on a, on a level past, like just somebody's keeping me alive and they feed me and stuff. Like when you start to become self-reliant sufficient, so we really did meet at like the apex of like when like our our psyches were like becoming what they were. And I still to this day, like I even said it when I was texting you this morning and I go, look what I said to Ryan. Fuck, I, I don't know why. And I, you can ask Sherry, I go, I've been doing this to him for 30 <laughs> fucking years. And he's still my bet. Like he's still there and he still loves it. Like. I don't get it, but I'm happy it happens, dude. So it's important. So everybody, do, and this isn't like, this isn't a ploy. This isn't like a go out and find your joy. No, it's important for your mental health and others that you express your happiness to hold on to it. So if there's somebody in your life that does like cool shit for you or is that just as nice every once in a while, and they don't have to be, then every once in a while, just tell them. It's that simple. So, or don't, fuck you. I'll I'm sick it. of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, I got to go watch AFC Wrexham hopefully beat Sheffield United because, and not for Rob McElhinney or Ryan Reynolds because I don't care about their club that much. I only care because there's only one fucking United and it's Manchester. So fuck Sheffield. What the fuck is a Sheffield anyway? Get out of here with your bullshit. Wait, there's he, only one United. No, no. He started working for, Nate the Great was, he went to Liverpool, not Arsenal. He went to Liverpool, right? Did he? I thought he went to Art. No, he's Arsenal. I don't, I don't remember. Listen, if he went to Liverpool... There would be not us even talking. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, Man City, I hate. Arsenal, I hate. Tottenham, I hate. Liverpool. Any real Manchester United fan hates Liverpool to their skin. 
And I hate it. But I, I get itchy worms under my skin when people even say, I hear somebody go, I'm a fan of Liverpool. I go, well, then you can eat a whole bag of dirt, you fucking worm sucker, because I cannot do it. So, yeah. this is why we're digressing. We can't even say that this is the Irish goodbye. This is a, well, I was going to leave today, but Tuesday, can I stay until Tuesday? I thought the Irish goodbye was when you just leave. You know, that is. Yeah, that's what, I, that's, I'm sorry. That's what I meant that's is we racist. were anti-Irish goodbye. That's racist. Also, I love the Irish goodbye. It's my favorite. Hey, pack the kids up. <laughs> hey, Charlie I, Delta Alpha. And that means everybody pack their shit. Let's go. Yeah. You, <laughs> Charlie Delta Alpha. <laughs> no, no, I made those up. Very uh, military though. But yeah, yeah. So I also didn't know. Uh, never mind. I'm I'm going to go down another hole. You yeah, gotta go. Save so, it. Uh, yeah. Segue. We're going to okay. put a pen in it. So listen. By this time, next time we do this, two weeks, two weeks from where we will have a new logo, which I'll work on today. Uh, all of the things will be changed on Podbean and, and on the website and or on the uh, the Facebook page. All that will be changed as soon as the logo is done. That's it. We're changing it right now. Do it. So, of course, I should check Apple Music to see if there's a podcast on there. But I think with Shoot the Glass, there was, but they started after us and haven't made one in like 10 years. Yeah, and they suck. So, I actually don't know. I've never listened to their episode, but they talked about Die Hard. So, what kind of idiots do that? First off, we talked about Die Hard today, so shut up. Yeah, we did. We made one reference. Why don't I have Apple Music on my iPad? Oh, uh, well, my phone's my camera. I can't search anything. I don't have a space watch, Brian. I can't help you. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though, look that up. Uh, George Jetson was officially born uh, last year. I, yep. Yep. And so we, we are, are pretty far from, from briefcase flying cars. We're still living on the ground, though, because if you remember all the Jetsons, they lived in the air. So, like, all of their poop fell down to the ground, and that's where we live. So it's like a bat yep. cave where, like, all the bats. Just like the Street top. of Steel. Or uh, a flea bottom. The bats poop, and and that's where Wait. all the deadly stuff happens. So we would be guano we'll people. The, yeah, we. You think we'd be guano people? We're guano people. Yeah. Okay. So, that, they never went into that in the cartoon, but there was a massive uh, inequality in in the Jetsons. You could sense it. He was definitely white collar. Yeah, and and all the guano people blow. <laughs> they that was that was the spinoff series that never got picked up by Anna Barbera. <laughs> There is an episode of Scooby-Doo where they get lost on an island where the guano people show up. Oh. That's not true. Zombie Island? Return to it Zombie was, Island? That was Love Island, I think. You have to understand, I have... Uh, it's not Love Island. That's a different show altogether. But you have to understand, I, would watch that. I live in a house with, uh, with at least one Scooby-Doo super fan. Oh, really? Yes. Don't watch Velma, then you are not going to like it. Oh, well, we, she's too young to watch film. I tried, man. So, yeah, I heard a lot of people were saying that was. I thought it was the Harley thought Quinn it was internet stuff, but Harley Quinn's a lot better. But anyway, I, I thought it was internet stuff. Man, it's not real well written. Like one of the selling jokes on the on the thing is she's talking to Shaggy, who's no longer Shaggy. His name is Newfield or Youngfield. His name's and, always been Norval. It's just nickname. Oh, Norval. Yeah, sorry, Norval. Um. And, uh, and, uh, and she says, all these people are probably high. And he says, do you not know what 420 is? And she says, yeah, it's code for adults who watch cartoons. And what? you go, that's a car. That's the joke. It's a code for adults who watch cartoons as if Velma, who was the smartest of the mystery machine gang. True. Doesn't know pop cult. Like she doesn't know zeitgeist. It seems the exact opposite of her character. She would be the only one who for sure knew all of that code and Anything internet popular, 
Velma is the type of character we know would know all that. So it's just weird and strange. And I got to go. I got two minutes till AFC Richmond or AFC uh, 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 Wrexham. So Jinkies. Jinkies. Velma Dinky or Dinkley. I don't remember her name. <laughs> George Dink- Dinkley. George Dinkley. Dinkley. She shot somebody. Peter Dinklage. There it is. All right. Uh, I'm Doug. I'm Ryan. Two weeks we from everywhere. Two weeks from everywhere. Do I just end it with two weeks from everywhere? This <laughs> podcast is a fucking geographical oddity. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.